Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Hey, everyone. I'm back from the Teach Better Conference, and as you know, I'm going to be putting out a bunch of bonus episodes that have a whole host of different people that were presenting at the conference. And today, we're going to have three guests that are on the bonus episode today, and that's going to be Ray Hewitt, CJ Reynolds, and Tara Martin. The goal of these bonus episodes is really just to give you snippets of what these educators were presenting, but then also what projects they're involved in right now. If you didn't have an opportunity to listen to the last episode, that was with Dave and Shelley Burgess. Make sure you check that out. They had some very impactful advice for leaders and for teachers. Dave Burgess was the keynote speaker, and he did a phenomenal job. He was just so energized and passionate about his topic and really talked about how, as a teacher, we really need to be presenting the material in an active and engaging way. Shelly, on the other hand, really was talking about leadership and about lead like a pirate. And if you have not had an opportunity to read that book, if you are looking to be a leader, that is a must read. And she was talking about passion and a variety of different topics in regards to leadership. So definitely check out that book. Um, Teach Like a Pirate is Dave's book. So make sure that if you are looking for active engagement on your campus, that is a wonderful resource. So we're going to start off this podcast with Ray Hewitt, and she's just going to talk about the Teach Better Conference and just how wonderful it was and what the experience was like for her. And then we're going to dive into C.J. Reynolds, what he's doing on YouTube, and then, of course, the wonderful Tara Martin and talking about her new book, Cannonball in. All right, so I'm at Teach Better 19 conference, and it's been such an amazing event so far. And I have one of the Teach Better team members here, Ray Hewitt, and I just want to ask the first question of how's the conference going for you? I think the conference is going well. <laughs> Fingers crossed. No, I think so, really, because we had a fun, like, energy-filled morning, right? People coming in. Registration was crazy. I got to goof around with Jeff when they had me a microphone, and we went over cool housekeeping stuff, and then I really think that Chad and Tiffany did a fabulous job, like, sharing with the audience before kind of kicking off sessions. So it was fun. So what is kind of the goal of this weekend for the Teach Better team? I think I think there's a lot of goals. The main one I think I have is just wanting everyone to adopt the Teach Better mindset. Really, for me, if they could do that, I'd be golden. Um, so I think we're trying to do a lot of things to like support them in doing that, holding them accountable for it. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Yeah, so the setting seems very intimate. Was that on purpose? Absolutely on purpose. We absolutely could have done a massive conference, but then you lose all the parts that we love about conferences. like networking and talking, doing things like this, right? Yes. Just being able to hang out, talk shop, and actually be able to sit in a session and learn from an expert and then go to a networking event and hang out with that expert and then just have a very frank conversation and talk shop. So our mission was to make it feel very intimate. So I'm glad that you feel that way. That was the hope. It's yeah. a, it's a, we've definitely filled this place. That's oh, for sure. Goodness, yes. And you got a whole host of different people here. So were you guys intentional about who you were asking to come speak at the conference? Absolutely. So we had way more proposals than I think we expected to have. This is the first time we've ever done a conference. So you yeah. never know. Um, but our network pulled through. And I think one of the hardest things we've ever done as a team is figure out who's going to speak at it because it's not, it was not easy. We had so many sessions. We actually, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you this, but we accepted 25 more sessions than we originally had planned, assuming people would drop out because, you know, travel and it's snowing today and you never know, like people can't make the trip and it's expensive. And 
we had two dropouts, so then we had a moment about two months ago, we were like, where are we putting all these presenters? Yeah. I don't know how many people listening or actually get an opportunity to construct a conference like your team has, but what were some of the challenges that y'all had in regards to the conference? So if you're ever putting on a conference, y'all need two things. One is a team, yes. because it really does take a team. We really tried to divvy up things. And you need a Jeff Gargas, because Jeff Gargas <laughs> is the brains of the operation. <laughs> it's always good to have a Gargas. You need a Gargas, you definitely do. I just think the between you know marketing it and sharing it with friends and getting the presenters and communicating with the attendees and all the things in between, there was a lot of small pieces, just like teaching, right? Like when you look at a classroom, a teacher's job isn't just to stand in front and deliver information, right? There's classroom management, there's strategies, there's data-driven strategies, you know, all those pieces. So. Um, I feel like the conference is very similar in that capacity, except in a classroom, I feel much more educated on all of the small pieces. This one was a brand new experience for me, <laughs> so it was good. All right, so for the Teach Better team, what are some things moving forward that you have in regards to projects? Oh, you want me to spill the beans on 2020? You know, I always like getting the information out of you. Oh, man, I just feel like this is a... I don't know how to answer this. <laughs> so first and foremost, we're going to continue doing what we love to do, which is try and provide as much support for teachers for free as possible. So we have like three or four blogs that publish every single week. We have three episodes of Teach Better Talk podcast that publishes every week. We have free downloads constantly going through. We have a, probably a new course every month or every other month at Teach Better Academy. All that stuff's continuing. All good. Um, we're going to continue to be in classrooms. That's the part I love the most is like going into a teacher's classroom over the course of a year, like 10 or 12 times, and just have real authentic conversations about their growth. But um, my guess is that in 2020, we'll probably do another Teach Better conference. That's just a rumor. Just a rumor. <laughs> um, we also have something else up our sleeve that uh, kind of has to do with welcoming some new fabulous faces onto the team that you might be hearing about. Awesome. So I, I know it's really good. All right. Well, thank you so much, Rick. Yeah, I appreciate so it. So for our listeners, how can they connect with you? Oh gosh. Follow at teach better team on every social media possible. If you want to connect with me personally, I'm just at Ray Hewitt uh, on all social medias as well. So lots to do and visit teachbetter.com. Lots of good information there. Well, Ray was hinting at it, but she actually confirmed it with her team, the Teach Better team, confirmed that the Teach Better 19 conference was such a success that they're going to actually do it again next year for Teach Better 2020. My next guest is a YouTube sensation, CJ Reynolds. Had an opportunity to connect with him at the conference pretty early in the conference and just was blown away uh, with just everything that he was talking about in regards to the Philadelphia area, the initiatives he's doing in that in his school and just how he is impacting lives beyond the classroom. So I'm excited to share this with you, CJ Reynolds. All right, so I'm on location with the Teach Better 19 conference and I am so happy to have CJ Reynolds with me this morning and had an opportunity to meet him last night and it was a pleasure. Uh, we got to talk about him and his position in Philadelphia and I just want to get an opportunity to sit down with him and and really pick his brain this morning. I know he's gonna be presenting both days, and so I just wanna to talk to him about what he's presenting and what the topic is. So CJ, if you don't mind. Yeah, thanks. The idea here is that trying to help teachers move the needle a little bit to make their classes from just kind of like regular to sprinkling like a little bit of magic on it, is what sure. I say. So I think the main way you do that is by first getting to know your students and not assuming that students show up every year. Like one of my favorite scenes in a movie ever is in the breakfast club yes. when the vice principal and the janitor in the basement and he's like the kids changed a little bit man it's like nope the kids didn't change the kids are always the same every year 
like we are the ones that have gotten older and out of touch and I think that it takes work to get in touch with what your students are doing and so I find out what my students like and I'm the only 42 year old I know that doesn't live with his mom that plays Fortnite every night because I need to know what my students are doing and I you know I'm not like a big Marvel fan but I've seen every Marvel movie and I watch YouTube channels and all this stuff but I, it's so I can figure out how to connect content to what my students actually care about sure. and so then that I do that on a number of little ways from teaching vocabulary to teaching I don't know the Odyssey and Lord of the Flies and all the regular stuff and then I was able to I have a class called the history of hip-hop where I made like a whole class around this idea of getting in touch with my students who really care about and then magnifying that like like really going in deep and making a whole entire class that's awesome that idea. so I want to touch on that so what does yeah. that class look like I mean I, obviously you talked about trying to identify with the students in regards to what they like but what else do you talk about within them yeah. in regards so to that class so it's funny like I grew up listening to hip hop but I'm like the old guy listening to old guy hip hop I'm like sure. completely out of touch of like what my <laughs> students are listening to now because yeah. it just doesn't speak to my life so it took a lot of like going even deeper and, and looking at like African dance and African drumming and the um, Jamaican sound system and like how DJing started and how MCing started even some of those roots in like <clears throat> MCing sort of like coming from the slave trade and, yeah. and all these weird connections that I just never knew about sure. they were fascinating and my students didn't know about either and so it was taking a deep dive first into that and so this, the class is broken up to, to the four main tenets of hip hop MCing, DJing, graffiti art and break dance and so we bring graffiti artists in and they come in my room and they've done pieces on my wall. We've met graffiti artists in the city. They've done stuff outside of the school and show kids like the power of language. So why this word or this phrase am I repeating over and over and over again? What does this mean to me? What is this color scheme? What is the symbolism behind what I'm doing? And that's like amazes kids because it's all the stuff we're talking about in class anyway. Yeah. But now it's through the lens of something you care about. So I could read the necklace or the story of an hour and talk about symbolism or I could bring in a street artist and it just next levels it and it's it's a gateway so now if we do read those short stories the students understand it more and so that's just turned into this incredible thing we have DJs come in we have uh, speakers come in and like lead ciphers and we have rap battles every Friday so you like write poetry all week and then you battle it out on Fridays and see who's got the best stuff and sure um, I'll tell you like nothing draws people to your room like really loud bass yeah. so it's uh, it's awesome yeah. it's something the whole school oh, I bet the sports. kids love that they do so I know you're I don't know, pseudo podcaster. I know you have a YouTube yep. channel, and I know you get a lot of views uh, with that. So, for those who are listening right now and, and don't know what you yep. do on YouTube, can you just explain to our aspiring leaders what you do? Yeah, so I have a YouTube channel called Real Rap with Reynolds, and that is comes out of the idea of real rap is what my students call like when they're having a real conversation with me. So, if okay. someone comes into the room and be like, Yo, Reynolds can't talk to you right now. I'm having real rap with Reynolds. So we just made it this, that was the name. And the idea behind it is just like kind of the no nonsense, like guide to education. Like I just feel like when you start learning how to teach in college, it's like learning how to swim in a classroom, yeah. right? It's like, these. this is the molecules that make up water. This is what it will feel like. Let's watch some videos on it. But it, when you start teaching, it's like getting kicked off the edge of the pool and you're like, oh, all right. This is like, it just got real. Yeah, it's sink or swim. Yeah. In that... Um, I wanted to just start making content that 
I just thought could help people, like yeah. basic classroom management, basic organization, talking about um, how to how to survive your first year, like how, and, and what that could actually look like, so you can have a lot of success. How to build relationships with students? I think that's something that really scares people yeah. lately because. There's so there's always somebody in the news that took it too far, did the wrong thing, and so now everyone's like, nope, no more interacting with students, no right. more asking too many questions. Right. And it's like, no, I think you should lean into that. Oh, for sure, like way more, yep. because that's those are the real connections. Yep. I mean, if you want kids to be engaged, they have to trust you first. Yep. And so, particularly in the neighborhood that I teach in in West Philadelphia, uh, teacher turnover is a huge issue. Sure. And so, the people that show up year after year that Put in that consistent time, you win because you built relationships with students. So that so the YouTube channel is like a, is is all of that stuff. Sure. And so we were talking last night, and some exciting news is you got a book coming out. And so I just want to talk to you about that because we touched on it last night just a little bit. But for aspiring leaders, I know that's coming out soon, and I uh, just want to give you an opportunity to talk about the book. Yeah, yeah. Teacher class off. It's called the okay. uh, the Real Rap Guide to Teaching, and so nice. it's it's an extension of my YouTube channel, but it. But I think I was able to do with the book also was tell a lot of the backstory. Sure. So over the years, um, I don't put students' personal stories out there. Like my students get to talk on my yeah. channel for sure. Because what I wanted to do also was like I think there is this stereotype. I not think I know there's a yeah. stereotype um, about what black and brown students are like from the inner city, sure. and everyone has this mindset. But it's like at the end of the day, they're just really kids yeah. that are going through some more challenges than some other kids are, right? So the YouTube channel is a space for them to talk about that and then the book became this space to really dive into students and how education has affected their lives and how different teachers, not just myself, but my colleagues as well, have like been able to really help kids um, in a whole bunch of ways. And it's awesome. It's something that my students are really excited about. Two of my students are on the cover and I got like a street artist from Philly that did the cover for me and stuff. And it's this, it is... Uh, it's just been a fun experience yeah. to think back because you, you know education is always about like you have to be in the present moment right yeah. you, you have to be there so being able to think back over the last 15 years about stuff that's happened is like man this is that's kind of cool like you know I forgot we did all this stuff or I forgot <laughs> about you know I wonder what ever happened to this guy and then following up with someone sure it's been just awesome that's really cool because I know you're a teacher you're you're leading by example on your campus every single day in what sounds like kind of a tougher area, um, especially with the turnover of te different teachers. But So if there's a teacher listening right now and maybe they don't have that leadership title, but they still want to do something on the campus that's impactful, what is some advice that you have for them? I think the two things I give, piece of advice I give the most probably is one, don't wait to be the teacher that you always want to be. I think that people get too nervous about things like tenure and like waiting it out and, you know, not not wanting other people to look at them, and I, I just think you should lean in full force and just go with it. Sure. You're not going to know if you really like the job or not, and if you pretend to be someone else until you get your three years in a day in and you get tenure, then you think you're going to be who you are. You're lying to yourself because if you look at like, what if you went on a date with someone? You're like, nah, wait. When we get married, then I'm going to be. Then I feel safe. Right. It's like, what are you doing? Now you're a psychopath. So yeah, exactly. it's like. Um, so I think that's one. And two, I think making change and being a leader in your school is as simple as like, look at school tomorrow when you walk in, there's some kid that thinks they're invisible, let them know that they're not. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Like it's that simple. And, and those kids are walking around all the time, especially middle school, high school for me, that's like where I'm at, is uh, you just see those 
kid, like this is such a challenging time in their life where they're becoming who they're going to become and who better to guide them than someone that actually cares and won't listen to them. And don't feel like you have to have the answer for everything. Your attention is far more important than your advice. And so really just listening to people and sitting with them in their pain and in their confusion is everything. Yep. Couldn't agree more. CJ, it was so good to talk to you. Too, man. Thanks, right. dude. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. If you haven't checked out C.J. Reynolds on YouTube, make sure you do that. It's a very amazing experience to see him talking with his students. And then also, I'm excited to have C.J. Reynolds back on the podcast again, especially once he's got his book out. We're going to make that happen. My next guest on the podcast is Tara Martin, who's the author of Be Real and Cannibal In. Tara's going to be the next guest on the Aspire podcast, and this is just a quick snippet of what she presented at the conference, but then also just a little bit of her story in regards to her professional development and how she got into Twitter. All right, so we are at the Teach Better 19 conference, and I have the pleasure of sitting across the table with a good friend, Tara Martin, and she's amazing, and she has several books out, but her latest is Cannonball. You have a session that you did today on that book, and... For our listeners that haven't had an opportunity to buy it, which they should, will you just give a quick synopsis of what that's all about and what your session was about? Certainly. Like, thanks for having me on the podcast, of yes. course. And then my session today was titled Make Your Splash. And it's all about the book, the new book, Cannonball Inn, which is a picture book illustrated by Genesis Kohler, who, by the way, is incredibly talented. My illustrator, she lives in Ireland, and she just did a great job just capturing my words. But today, our session, we talked, I actually read the book to my crew, (laughs) and all the images were without words on the slides, so it was really fun for them to get to see and hear the book. And then we talked about applying it to our world as teachers. So Cannonball Inn is all about getting out of the shallow end and headed to the deep end and literally taking a plunge. Yep. And it talks about my dad building trust with me, teaching me to swim in the shallow end, and then teaching me that it's okay to desire to be like others. Because I would sit in the shallow and I would watch those jumpers and I wanted to be like them so bad, but I was so scared to swim over there because I couldn't touch. And what if I needed to come up for air? Sure. And my dad would tell me stuff like, Terry, you know how to swim. Like, and so I tell teachers, you know how to teach. Yep. You know, I'll just jump right over and compare the two. When you are innovating in your classroom, you're trying something new. Yeah, things are going to get a little messy. When I jumped in the water, as when I did my cannonball, I went deep down and the pressure in my temples was feeling overwhelming. But I knew how to swim. I swam to the top. I got air. I went over to the side and I got out and, and I made it. And I think as teachers, we have to remember... The process of learning looks messy, and especially when we try new things. And our neighbors may see it as straight-up chaos, but we need to know that our learnings, we're providing a new learning experience for our students. And even if it, quote-unquote, fails, Mm -hmm. you still learn something through the process. You can share what you learned as the facilitator, as the teacher, and then what they learned as the students. So it's all about just getting out of your comfort zone, and doing this thing. And it doesn't stop there because when I got out of the pool, 
in the book, yeah. um, the little girl, Olivia, is the main character. She's me, but <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> named after my little niece. I met the dabblers. The dabblers are the beautiful girls sitting on the sidelines, dry hair, perfect makeup, yeah. and all they're there to do is judge yep. anybody who's jumping. They're not jumping. They're not wet. They're not even participating, yep. but they're judging everyone that does jump. And I think in, in education and in life, we have that. We take a risk. We try something new. And the people that aren't risk-taking are pointing fingers yep. and saying, why are you doing that? What is the purpose? You're making a mess of things. We have to learn to dismiss that judgment of the dabblers because the dabblers are not jumping. We need to ask. If we want to be a better cannonballer, we need to ask cannonballers. Yeah, exactly. Right? And so my dad just kind of helped me to realize that. Their opinions of me didn't matter because they're not even participating in what I'm doing. Yeah. If I want to be better at what I'm doing, I need to ask people that are good at it. Yep. And then another thing my dad taught me during that lesson, and I share in the book, is that I wasn't born to sit on the sidelines and watch the jumpers. And you're not born to sit on the sidelines and do things the way you've always done them. It's time to get out of that comfort zone and do that thing that you know is best for your learners and learn through the process. And at the very end of the book, which is... One of my favorite things, it comes full circle. So the little girl thinks her splash wasn't very big. She's just a tiny little girl. Yeah. And there were 200 pounders that were like making much bigger splashes than her. But these little kids saw her cannonball and they thought it was the best cannonball ever. And I think that's so important for us as educators, but also when we empower our learners that are within our realm of influence to do this as well, to cannibal in, to know that their splash has an impact. And we don't understand the ripple effects of our splash. We have no idea. When we are putting ourselves out there and we're sharing our learning experience, we have no idea how that's affecting them and how that's affecting those that they come in contact with and the ripple effect of their innovation, their their risk taking. So I love it that she takes the hands of those little kids and helps them to cannonball in at the yeah. end. Oh, I love the story. I, I read the book to my kids. They love it. It's so applicable to life in general. I've used the swimming analogy with teachers, with students before, but I love that it's in a children's book and it's such a story that can resonate with, with little ones because I, I think what you just said is so impactful uh, for li a life lesson, really. It's true. I call it the cannonball in theory. And I really just think it's a growth mindset, but it's more it's it's almost more than just a mindset. It's an act of doing yeah. and and understanding that we should allow that messiness to happen and we also should bring people in to do as well yeah. and empower them. That's awesome. So Tara, um, I'm gonna have you on the podcast again because yeah. you are just phenomenal. I love talking with you. And I know the next time that we talk, we're going to talk about Twitter, how it's impacted you and your life from really not being on social media at all to where you are today, which is so much different. I mean, you are impacting the lives of educators all around. You're presenting. You've got books. I mean, it really has transitioned your life. Yeah. Like, that was a cannonball. Right? Exactly. And the ripple effect is still happening, right? Exactly. So we're going to dive into that topic. And I just love your story and getting to know you even more the last couple days. Thank you so much for all you do. You were one of my first guests on the Aspire podcast, which was such an honor because 
honestly, I didn't know what I was doing. I just reached out to you and I said, hey, Tara, will you be on the podcast? And I was amazed that you said yes. And so I honor you in that, in the fact that you believed in, in the podcast before it even really was anything. So thank I you. love it. I love this podcast. So we are going to have you on again. And for those who want to connect with you on social media, since we're talking about that, how can they do that? So Twitter, I'm at Tara Martin EDU. Instagram, at Tara M. Martin Real. And Facebook, Tara M. Martin. And then my website, TaraMMartin.com. Awesome. Yes, get connected with Tara as soon as possible. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Again, I just want to say a huge thank you to the Teach Better team for having me on site. And a big thank you to the guests that came on to share some wisdom. Don't miss Tara Martin as she's the next guest on the Aspire podcast. And if you've gotten any value from the show at all, please subscribe and leave a rating and review wherever you're listening. Don't forget to use the Aspire Lead hashtag as you continue the conversation on social media.